Welcome to the Big Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Avis, and sitting with me here at the desk is my co-host, the Prince of Pixels, Nick Wright. Also coming back is 4KJ, the Man of Steel, Jason Birdwell. And today we're going to be ranking the top 10 movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know a bigger Marvel fan than Jason. Thank you. Yeah, he's the Marvel expert. Ma- Jay's the Marvel expert because not only is he, well, <laughs> amongst us. Amongst us. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not, not saying. Not sure there. how much that says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to me, nothing at all. But uh, when, when it's you're a big fan of the movies. Yes. But you also read the comics. Yeah, you know? I did read some of the comics so. as a kid. Yeah. A lot of times when this kind of new character will get introduced in a movie and I have no idea who it is, like I'll turn to Jason because if he doesn't know who it is, he's going to immediately go home and start researching it. And then I'll I'll know, I know that he's going to be at the bottom, you know, get to the bottom of who this new person is. Like what, what was it? The, uh, which movie was it introduced Adam? Oh, that was uh, Guardians Guardians 2. 2. Guardians 2. I'm like, who is that guy supposed to be like in that chamber that they were in? Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock, and you know Jason knew that. I had no idea. I'm just like, who is that guy? Nuclear Man from Superman Four? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, well, let's hope not, right? <laughs> but it's great to have you on. Uh, you, you of course may remember Jason from our Star Wars top ten. No, <laughs> The Last Jedi is a good movie. <laughs> uh, but you know, we've got 20 movies here. Like unlike Star Wars, where we just had 10 to rank. Uh, we got 20 movies now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so we have to exclude 10 excellent movies. Yeah. Because, I mean, Marvel's on such a roll. I, I can't... It's unprecedented. I mean, it, it's such a tough, tough list. I mean, you know, we say that with, like, every list. Yeah, but... yeah. Well, because we, like we tend to rank things that we enjoy anyway. Yeah. So, but I mean, this one's really hard, because it's not like these 10 movies that aren't in our 10 aren't good. They're all good. Yeah. Even the worst movie's a good movie. Yes. Really. I would agree. Um, but I mean, it's, I don't, you got to hand it to Marvel and, and uh, is it Kevin Feige? Who's kind of the uh, orchestrator the, of yeah. the Kathleen Kennedy of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That dude is just like every, everything he tries to do works. Whether it be introduced like, you know, well, well the, you know, the, the story goes in the front. Uh, Marvel didn't have a lot of their A-list characters from back in the day. They sold them off. X-Men, they sold to Fox, right. you know, Spider-Man, they had to sell to Sony and others. All they really kept were the Avengers. So, you know, they started this movie with Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr., and it seemed like a big risk. And, you know, if that movie fails, then they're done. They have, there's nowhere to go from there. And it just so happens to turn out that it went, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they had it figured, it's like almost like they had it figured out from day one, and all the other studios now are just trying to play catch up, building their own universe. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing a good job at it. No, nobody even comes <laughs> close. <laughs> Universal tried to do the, like their Mar- Marvel, not Marvel, Monster. Yeah, universe. yeah, they tried to yeah, like, start up. Yeah, that kind of 
with 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 uh tom cruise is i don't even really know what he wasn't the mummy it was, it was the just, mummy yeah it was just a guy in the mummy and then there was um uh, was it russell crowe was gonna be uh Not the phantom of, it was a uh, no it was a uh, uh, invisible man no, uh, Dr. Jekyll. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. There yeah, he go. was going to be him, and Johnny Depp was going to be somebody, too. Sandman or something. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't even seen The Mummy. So. I still have yet to see it. I haven't I seen it either. It and I like, you know, Tom Cruise movies, and I like those old Brendan Fraser movies. They were fun. Yeah. But it, I, you know, it kind of got lukewarm reviews, and, you know, and then they had to close that, you know, wrap up the whole, you know, before it even gets started, basically, they were like, okay, this isn't going to happen. Right. I kept reading stories where they had made, they'd built special offices with like characters, like big characters, like everywhere in the office, but like it wasn't even partially filled and they had to like pretty much do something else with that space. Wow. And they even, I heard, cause I, you know, we haven't seen the movie and you guys can't really, you know, check me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure in the end, you know, like Marvel has the little like comics flipping in the Marvel logo at the front of every one of their movies. Yeah. Well, they had done one of those for their monster movies, and they had actually had some of those actors that I mentioned be kind of in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So like, yeah, so, like, I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing that there could be a scene where, you know, there's Johnny Depp as at least a, you know, an image of whoever he was supposed to play in that little thing. Yeah, oh, wow. That we'll never see. <laughs> looking into the future. Yeah, and I'm cool with that, but, you know, we could all, I mean, DC, like, they're the way they've done it's just been crazy. <sighs> You know, and, and this isn't, you know, necessarily like, let's talk about DC and all the things they've done wrong. But I just want to say that Marvel's doing it right. right. Yes. You know, they, they and, and this year has been a crazy year for them. And, you know, I mean, the DC movies are OK. Yeah, they're they're just nowhere near the same caliber. Yeah. And they tried to they tried to do their Avengers movie right up front. Too. I think that yeah, was their downfall. it was too fast. That too was fast. their downfall. They didn't, set a, they didn't set anything up. They didn't set anything up like they did so well with Marvel. But they were playing catch up. You know, Marvel, like, they didn't, no, nobody expected Marvel to do what they did. Like, they've already done Justice League, but now there's Aquaman coming out. You know, yeah. It's just exactly. it's the wrong order. It's just goofy. Yeah. And, you know, hardly anybody knows anything about, um, uh, what was his name, Cyborg. You know, he's, he barely had anything to do in the Justice League movie. And then yeah. uh, Flash, he doesn't have his movie. No. And, they, and they, people would say, like, oh, there's going to be a movie, Flashpoint or something that they were going to call it. I think so. But a director would get on board, and then he would get off because, I guess, he, he's not going to commit himself to a movie that you don't even know if it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But I have high hopes for Aquaman. It looks kind of cool. And um, James Wan's a really good director. I like his movies. You know, he, he tends to do a lot of the, you know, like The Conjuring, those types of movies. Yeah. And uh, he did one of the uh, Fast and Furious movies, which was kind of fun, too. The one where they like jumped from building to building, <laughs> whichever one that was seven, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it was seven. Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't seen it. <laughs> so you know, Wonder Woman was fun. Wonder Woman, yeah. Yeah, good. yeah. So we're gonna get Wonder Woman too. We'll see what happens. But I, I did just read that Henry uh, was a Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. He's he's not doing another Superman. Oh really? oh really? Yeah, they just announced the other day that he's released from his contract, and they there was kind of they were trying to build towards another Man of Steel movie, but that's canceled. Oh wow! Oh I wow! Didn't know that. so that's all falling. Which apart, bums man. me out because I really liked. Yeah, he's. A I good liked Superman. Superman in the Justice League movie. I thought he was finally Superman. Yeah, but he's a, he's a, he he plays a good Superman. He's yeah. pretty good at it. So. I thought so too. But we're not going to get that. Hmm. Um, but you know so. With Marvel, like I was going to say a second ago, they they had such an amazing 2018. Started out with a movie that I think a lot of people are excited about. And I think most people assumed that it was going to be a giant hit. 
but it ended up grossing like $700 million just here in the States. And it's something like, what, a billion and a half internationally, but that's Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And that came out in February. So yeah. <laughs> like a movie, it comes out during a time that you typically don't even have a huge blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So everybody went to see Black Panther. And that wasn't even the big movie that everyone was super excited about. You had Infinity War just up, you know, like Infinity War is coming out in May and that's going to be a great big movie. And then that, that of course came and was a huge movie and did almost as much as Black Panther. Mm -hmm. And then you had this other little movie like, you know, Ant-Man and Wasp, which I thought looked really good. And it was kind of light and lighthearted and and silly. And it was kind of like what you needed after a real heavy movie like Infinity War. Mm. So that came out and I really enjoyed it. And so like now the dust can settle. There's no more uh, movies, I guess, until um, Captain Marvel, I guess. Is that the next movie? Um, Is that the next one? In the MCU, yes. Uh, Because the next Marvel movie is actually Venom. But that's not MCU. Oh, well, yeah. 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 And that's just sort of loosely tied to the MCU, right? Yeah. Well, I've been reading different things. And then there's a possibility they may do like a crossover, kind of like they did with Spider-Man at some point. So I think it's still all up in the air, but... I think that would be very cool to see Tom Hardy's Venom show up in the MCU at some point. What do you guys think about these trailers for Venom so far? Oh. Looks cool. The second trailer, <laughs> wow, looks really good. Did you see those the memes of the googly-eyed Venom? <laughs> With the eyes? Yes, yes I did. <laughs> Somebody went and put these like big blue googly eyes like in the white you know, pupil areas. Yeah. It just looks so funny. Yeah, I'm going to have to pull it up for real quick. Yeah, it was pretty hilarious. But yeah, that movie's definitely got me interested. Although, yeah. <laughs> it's just <like> ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it really changes the tone of the movie. <laughs> I heard but, that it was supposed to be R-rated, but it's not now. That's what I was getting ready to bring up. And Ooh, I think it's going to be PG-13. No. Well, I think that might have something to do with the chances of him crossing over yeah that's the, what the rumor is is that it's going to have spider-man have like a little cameo but because of that they don't want it to be r-rated i always i thought i read a couple of different times that tom hardy or tom holland, holland. yeah may show up in the movie as peter parker but he wouldn't put the suit on is I, he going to be spider-man in the movie well i don't know but okay. well i've read that was definitely happening yeah. he was going to be in there as Peter Parker, uh, but then I th- thought I read something. I may be wrong, but I thought I read something about some possible last-minute reshoots. Maybe Spidey's going to show up. Hmm. Maybe that's there's nothing solid there. Yeah. It's just something that I saw on- online. So okay, it's just the online scuttlebutt. Whatever they have to say, sometimes right. they're right. Right. You know, they correctly predicted. Um, uh, oh gosh, who was the big surprise guy in the Deadpool two movie? Um, Juggernaut. Yes, a lot of people correctly correct. predicted Juggernaut mm-hmm. before that came out. So you never know. Um, but so yeah, I, th- I think Captain Marvel's the next MCU movie. And then you, but you know, like you said, you have Venom later this year, which I'm looking forward to. I, I'm not. I don't know enough about the character to get too excited about him in general. So I'm relying on this movie to kind of sell me on the character a little bit. He looks cool. Oh yeah. I've always thought he looked really cool, but I don't really know like what he's about other than he's like an anti-hero. Right. So, and those can be a lot of fun sometimes. Now, my understanding is it's going to have a lot of those symbiotes. 
like Carnage. Yes, I think uh, the rumor that I read is correct. Woody Harrelson is going to be Carnage. Oh, I've, really? I've heard that too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I think well, I read something that he's playing Cletus Cassidy, which that is Carnage. Well, he's a maniac, Alter right? Ego. Like a maniac, yes, he's a mur- serial he's, killer. He's a mass murderer. Yeah. How, how are they going to get away with that in a PG? I mean, you can imply stuff, I guess. It's not you can't like you can't imply, but they won't be showing, which is fine with me. I don't necessarily well, I need think to see it, these. R-rated killings. I think it, the, the blood is a big part of it. If you keep the blood to a minimum, I think right. that's where you mm-hmm. can kind of get yeah, into the that. EPA, that's nipples and blood. That's where they draw the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as the language doesn't get too out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. I love Tom Hardy. I think he's a great actor. Um, I liked him a lot as Bane in the Batman movie. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I, and as Mad Max, I thought he was really interesting as that character. So... Um, I, he's definitely doing something unique with with the Venom movie, and I'm liking what I'm seeing. I guess what it's all going to boil down to is this villain. Is he going to be a good villain? I like that actor. The um, the I guess with the main villain. The uh, well, see, I'm not sure how much he's going to be in it. I'm thinking that he's going to. Or will they will they will they let us think that that's the villain, but something else bigger is going to be well, like see, well, that, Carnage, I guess. Well, there hasn't yeah. there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about him though, because yeah. that's you don't seeing a whole lot of he's the definite villain so hmm. i think he just ends up happening yeah okay um but then i guess we have avengers 4 coming out next year right yes that's after captain marvel that's after captain marvel and then you know who knows what's going to happen in that movie right mm-hmm. who well, i don't want to get ahead of myself i guess because we, we need to talk about what happened in infinity war first but, correct um Really exciting stuff, man. I really love what Marvel Universe is doing, and now they have Fox at their disposal and all those characters. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do with X Men, if anything? What are they going to do with Deadpool? What are they going to do with the Fantastic Four? I mean, they got so many characters to keep playing with. And who's going to be Wolverine? I don't know, oh, man. man. <laughs> it's got to be an unknown. And Jay, you know, I, I harp on this. If you're going to cast a character who himself is like more famous than any actor out there, anyway, don't. Don't try and like fill in with like a big actor. We're because now you're just thinking about who that actor is playing the also the you know really notable character. Right. Mm-hmm. So I liked what they did with Hugh Jackman. You know, like I don't, I, and I think studios have learned their lesson, and I kind of trust Marvel and Kevin Feige. Yeah, I think they can find the right guy to do it. Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to be a problem. And he doesn't have to be a complete no-name. Just don't get a big star. Like, don't go out and get like a Brad Pitt to like play your Wolverine or well, something. Well, think about like it. That. I mean. Hugh Jackman was pretty much unknown at the point he came in. I mean, he was doing, what, Broadway shows, I think? I don't know. Was he? I think he was doing, yeah, stage shows. So, yeah. I mean, he was... He I can't think of any movies that he was in before that. Right. I don't... Uh, I mean, if he wasn't something, I don't know what it would have been. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, the, the future is bright with Marvel. Uh, they're at 20 movies now, but it, they don't show any signs of slowing up. No. So, you know, I'm really excited about it, and I'm excited to do this list. Um, we got a lot of lot of really interesting movies to talk about, and this is going to be a two-part episode, by the way, guys. <laughs> Can I already tell you all that it's going to be a two-part episode, because we're going we're gonna to kind of vamp and talk about these movies as we present them. And uh, these are all movies that we each of us have seen numerous times, mm-hmm. and you can't help but talk about it because they all, there's the through line of the story. Like they're all connected. Every one of them's connected. That's what makes it so good is everything's kind of intertwined. Right. Yeah. That's what I loved about the MCU. Mm -hmm. It feels like comic books, right guys? Yeah. 
you know, where they would do crossovers and like these serial stories and they just one after the other and they, and everything one, means something. Right. And one comic here will continue over with this completely different series comic over here. So yeah, it's uh, done very, very well. Even when I don't know it, even when it ne wasn't necessarily intended to mean something, you know, Marvel will go back and like, you know, perfect example would be like the Hulk movie with, with uh, Ed Norton. You know, they go back and get the general guy. To be in, oh, you know, yeah. yeah. What was it? Civil Thunder, War uh, Thunderbolt or uh, Ross? Yeah, General Ross. General Ross. Yeah. So they didn't have to do that, but they they went and they were like, "Well, this is a good actor. Well, Let's go ahead and use it." You almost, you didn't have to, but you kind of did because do you remember the end scene after the credits in that movie when he's sitting at the bar, taking shots, reload, reload, and he keeps taking a shot. Tony walks in the door. If I told you we were putting a team together, who's we? Him and Tony have a conversation. So, yeah. which was leading into the Avengers. So, for the continuity's sake, yeah, he kind of needed to be there. And if you're and that actor, it's not like you have to do a lot of talking, you know, because right, it's, right. it's probably, what, a couple of days' work and... You know, oh yeah. Who wouldn't want to be in a giant, hugely successful franchise like exactly. you know, the Marvel movies? Exactly. Because I mean, like, look how many people have been in it now. They oh just see, keep seeing like more and more good actors are showing up, yeah. which yeah, is what you want. Yeah, you want you, know? you want notable good actors, and don't stunt cast because it won't work out. You know exactly. So, and the X Men movies have done a decent job of that too. You know, like yeah, oh yeah, good actors good, to play. Good, good casting, notable. very good casting in some of those films. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start um, counting down from ten to one, um, and then it, you know if we're not gonna necessarily do an honorable mention or anything, but we can uh, at the end of the list we can sort of talk about maybe a couple of the movies that were not in our top ten. If you wanted to say something about them, like. Like why did why wasn't it in the ten or you know, whatever? Right. I'll we'll, I'll give us the opportunity to, to get that off our chest if we want to. <laughs> uh, but you know when you got twenty excellent movies, you're not gonna get everybody's you know not gonna agree yeah. on which of the ten best. So, um, so what we'll do is we'll start with number ten, and Jason, you're gonna be kind of the uh, movie uh, you know countdown guy. Okay. I mean, that's been Nick's job in the past. But I can do it. Yeah, you can do it. Why don't you go ahead and uh, take over for him? Okay. Uh, we're going to start out with the group's decision on what is number 10, which is Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. I'm glad that's in the top Whoa. 10. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Spidey hangs upside down. That's so. right. right. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, a surprise. But there's something you need to know. Number 9, I'm not going to name the movie yet, uh, but number 9 and number 10 are actually tied points-wise. So these two are kind of interchangeable. Yes, Spidey lost out because two out of the three of us picked the other one. Yeah, and, and I've had Nick explain in the past how the point system works. And it just basically boils down to, you know, you get points, then you can earn bonus points for various different things. And then sometimes we even get a tie at the end of that. So we just sort of take a majority rules approach. Yeah. And so we, we get a true 10 in the end. So... But Spider-Man became number 10 for whatever reason, one reason or another. I'll list each of our, you know, because we ranked all 20, each of us. Yep. And I'll, in the comments, you know, probably at the end of part two, I'll, I'll have each of our top 20. And you can see who, oh, damn that guy for not putting that movie up higher. <laughs> well, would <laughs> you, you want to go ahead and read where this ranked per person now? So if we go by the individual rankings, uh, Ron, he had 
Let's see where we at here. So homecoming. Room. He had homecoming as number nine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nick also had it as number nine. All right. I, however, had it as number twelve. Okay. Which is the reason it ended up at number ten. So it's it's right in the middle <laughs> for all of us. Right. And uh, so that that was a movie that came out. Uh, you're not really sure what's going to happen with Spider-Man. They rebooted it a number of different times through Sony. And, you know, like when the Sam Raimi movies came out, you know, the first couple movies were hugely successful and much oh, and yeah. beloved. Because nobody had really seen anything like that to that point. Not really. I mean, you'd had the... X-Men had came out and did pretty decently well. Right. Uh, and I guess X2 had come out before we saw Spider-Man, or was it around the same time? Because I feel like X2 was that movie that uh, really legitimized comic book movies. I don't remember. I'm trying to remember that time frame. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, we'll look this up. So X2 came out in 2003, and Spider-Man came out in like 2000. So Right. Um, so I, you really didn't have much in front of it no. as a reference point. So when it came out, I think it was people were like really wild over it. In the 80s, superhero movies were really popular. Yeah. Batman, Superman. And, and Batman never really went away. Even in the 2000s and the 90s, there were more Batman movies. It just got shoemarkered. <laughs> <laughs> but then it got, you know, better. <laughs> oh, yes, Christopher Nolan. He yeah, died Christopher no then it got Chris Nolan. And everybody yes. loves those movies a lot. Um, but, you know, Superman kind of got stuck in reboot land, you know. They, they still haven't figured out Superman, even to this day, it seems. Yeah. Man of Steel is good, but it, it's not a universally loved movie by any means. Yeah, some people, I think, felt it was, what, too dark. Yeah. But so, then you also had a lot of really bad comic book movies, like Spawn and, and um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, some other stuff. Like, I don't know if you'd consider He-Man a comic book movie, but kind of. Mm, Masters yeah, of the so Universe was terrible. Of. and. I so mean, technically, Ninja Turtles is a comic movie. True, but that was great. So, well, <laughs> that was a good one. So was GI Joe. Yeah, it's and hard to neither one of those were because GI Joe did come out first in the comics, technically. Yeah, yeah. So but like, it's famous for being the, in the cartoons and the toys. Yeah. Um, but I guess my point is there. There was this real dull period of comic book movies where, like, studios they they might greenlight a smaller movie like Blade, and if the movie does really well, great. It didn't cost a lot of money. And they'll make two or three sequels, and you're good. But who's gonna take that? Who's gonna spend the money it would take to bring a character like Spider-Man to life? It's Not, a big, it's a big chance. I mean, because you got to invest a lot of money, a whole lot of and money, and hope you can get that big return. But I mean, and you and not only do you have to invest a lot of money, you got to get the right creators because for the longest time, the studios would just get it in their head that they're just going to redo. Like they're not going to do the movie the way it should have been done, and never understood that. Well, one thing about Spider-Man, I don't know if you know this or not, either one of you, but do you know who one of the original people they wanted to play Spider-Man was? Tom Cruise. Yes. For years, Tom yes. Cruise was the guy. I remember that in, in the early 90s, every year. It was like, Tom Cruise is going to be Spider-Man. All I want to know, is he going to crawl up and down the sides of the buildings himself? I yeah, probably. Himself, <laughs> probably so break like, his yeah. neck trying to do it, but yeah, for sure. Uh, and I would have been cool with that, but... What they ended up doing was letting it sit. I guess they're probably waiting for the right time. Uh, they got an unusual director, Sam Raimi, who was f at that time not notable for uh, Evil Dead movies and I, was say, I thought he did horror movies, Dark Man, and uh, you know stuff like that. So you're like, ooh, wow, okay, you're gonna get Sam Raimi to do Spider Man, and 
Toby uh, McGuire, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to be Peter Parker. I could kind of see that from the get-go. Yeah, he, he made a good Peter Parker. I think everybody's thing with him was, okay, I can see him as Peter Parker, but what's going to be weird when he's Spider-Man, right? Right. But he, they pulled it off. You know, he, he bulked up a little. Well, he, he did, he pulled he did it enough. Off. I mean, Spider-Man's not a big guy in the comic. But he's in I, shape. He's just not big. Right. So, but you don't want Spider-Man to be huge. No. I mean, he's supposed to be a kid. But yeah, so those movies, one, two, and then three kind of... Yeah. <laughs> It made a lot of money, but it effectively ended the run. And then they waited a little bit, and then they brought it back again with the amazing Spider-Man with, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Thank you, guys. And those were fine. I didn't like them as much as the original Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire, but I thought they were okay. Yeah. Now, I thought looks-wise, if you ever read the Todd McFarlane Spider-Mans, he looked a lot like the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man. Yeah, the suit and stuff looked so, really good. Well, I mean, the actor himself, he just kind of had that look to him. I didn't like him as Peter Parker. I didn't either. I thought he was too much of a pretty boy, popular kid. But like just like a little skater boy, yeah. you know, punk kind of. I liked Peter what, Parker's a nerd to me. Yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah. He's a science nerd. Yeah. Um, I liked him when he was doing all the little quips and stuff as in the suit. That was fine. Yeah. I thought that that felt like Spider-Man, but... You know, the the first one was okay. They they never really had a decent villain, I don't feel like, to play off of. Yeah. And then, you know, we're we're getting to Spider-Man Homecoming, basically. So the, the second movie happened, and again, they stopped making them. Too much money, didn't make enough back. Right. So then all these rumors started circulating. Marvel is going to get involved. And nobody was, everybody was like, nope, that ain't going to happen. Not going to happen. No way Sony's going to let that happen. They'll sooner sit on it than let Marvel, you know, tinker and meddle with it. But I guess Sony just got into this bad situation where they kind of had no choice. They needed Marvel. They needed Marvel's mojo to get Spider-Man going again. Mm-hmm. And man, it worked. I mean, oh, it worked big time. The it all it all started out with the casting process, and they, you know, it was all in the news. Like which spy, which you know, it's down to these like four or five guys, and I can't think of their names now. But you know, they all like seemed like they were they were. Small names that look the part, and you was, they were supposedly good actors. So, but who they went with was great. Yeah, Tom Holland's nailed it. He's done. A he's good perfect. Job. You know, he he is such a Peter Parker. He's a nerd again. You know, he's the kind of guy who puts the Lego Death Star together on a Friday night with his best friend. Man. Well, plus they got him started. Out, they got him started out in high school. Oh and yeah, he, and he's so perfect for that part, that age. Yes. Now we saw Spider Man in the first Amazing, the first Spider Man series. He was in high school for like a minute. Right, and then he was off to college. And he was off off to working, you know, in the, uh, you know, at the Daily Bugle or whatever. But in this one, like the whole movie is in high school, and in the next movie he's going to be in high school. So yeah. thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That felt great. And uh, you know they they kept they kept getting younger with May. I don't know if you guys noticed that. <laughs> like yeah, they had the old lady in the first ones, and then they got uh, Sally Field. Yeah, which went a little younger. Yeah, and then they get like hot Marissa Tomei. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, even Tony likes it. Yeah, Tony was definitely <laughs> flirting with her. Um, but speaking of Tony, bringing including Spider Man, which they used him first in another movie that's on our list. And we got to see what he was going to look like. And everybody's like, yep, they nailed it. Can't wait to see the Spider-Man movie now. They're like, we're going to let you have Tony. We're going to give you Iron Man. We're not going to go all the characters. You know, we're, 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 we're acknowledging that you're in the universe, like with Cap in the videos. You know, like, I think he's a war criminal or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> those Hannibal Burris lines are great. Yeah. But they're right in the universe. And they used it so well. 
And I love uh, the, you know, the, the teacher was funny and Michael Keaton was really good as yeah, the vulture. Was, yeah, and, he was um, real good. You got to give him a whole, whole lot of credit for how well that movie turned out because Michael Keaton, Batman, the original Batman, he can play these guys, you know. He's a really good actor still. Yeah. People have forgotten about him, but he's still out there. And he's, man, he was so good. Mm-hmm. And it was weird, too, because he was kind of like a sympathetic bad guy. Which those are always kind of like, you you know what I mean? Like it, He it, was only bad kind of out of necessity. It's more complex than just taking over the world. Right. Yeah, and it was almost like when uh, like he used that gun and he killed that one guy that... It, it wasn't even like on purpose, right. but when it happened, it was just like, well, go with what, it. Wasn't that the right. other gun that just hangs them in the air or whatever? Right. You know, don't show any weakness. I thought this was the anti-gravity gun. What? No, that's that one. You know, right. to the other guys. Yeah. Well, plus, I mean, the, where the beginning of the movie starts out, you know. With I the think that was a Keaton that, decision, too. Like, I think he wanted to do that. Well, I guess yeah. the circumstances played out at the beginning of the movie, he had no intentions of becoming the vulture he just got kind of thrown into a situation where he was yeah the movie opens like right after the events of the first avengers movie basically and there it was like to survive right survival mode basically yeah yeah he had a crew and they had gotten this big juicy contract to clean up the mess from the aliens and the avengers and in in manhattan and um you know, this this other group comes in. They're like, no, we're well, shutting the, you down. The government came Which, in basically shut down. I mean, down. you know, you were already talking about how it was just wonderfully all tied within the universe. And that right. was just another, like, prime Just another thread. That, mm-hmm. like, as soon as the movie opens, it's like cleaning up the rubble from the first Avengers yep. movie. Right. Yep. Exactly. Good point. So, you know, we, we see the contract get taken away. Kind of callously, too, you know. And he's... He's like, hey, I got a, you know, I got a crew, and like, I, I, you know, I pay a lot of money for the trucks. Got people to feed. Yeah, I've got my, my, I got my family and my, you know, I got my crew to think about and their families, and uh, so you know, she's just like, I'm sorry, take it up with Tony Stark or whatever she says, you know, we're we're taking care of this from here. So you know, he he scrolls away some alien technology, and then they kind of go to ten years later or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and now he's basically the vulture. Yeah, mm-hmm. his his survival is. Um, hijacking these shipments of alien technology to then turn and flip it on the street well, as weapons. Into weapons, yeah. Yeah, so... And that, that works. That works great. You know, he's not this grand-scale villain. He's, you know, he's a villain in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. which is like in Spidey. That's the perfect kind of person for Spidey to play off of. Mm-hmm. And the guy that he killed with a gun, if anybody noticed, he was the shocker. But if yeah. you notice his jacket that he was wearing mm-hmm. was basically the pattern of the actual shocker in the comics costume. So I mean it was yeah. kind of a, a kind of a I guess a nod to the sho- act- the real shocker in the comics. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I like when they do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like they don't draw attention to it. And uh, was, isn't there like another s- example of that there where is, Ned's wearing a shirt? Well, yeah, if you notice there is a nod to that uh be I guess to the wasp. He's wearing a wasp T-shirt at one point in the, the <laughs> oh. film. If you ever notice it, he's walking down the hallway and he's got a wasp on his T-shirt. I'm like, ah, I see that. I didn't, I didn't know that at the time, but you know, like yeah, I caught it one day watching it. I was like, huh, okay. I didn't catch it until after I seen, I think, Ant Man and the Wasp, and it was, you know, like I like to get online and start looking for those like 20 things you didn't know or you missed. Yeah, Easter egg type stuff, and they mentioned that from yeah. the Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, 
But uh, who who else am I forgetting about here? Oh, Ned. We got to talk about Ned. Yeah, yes. he's awesome. Ned, the best friend. You know, like yeah. the hat gives me confidence. <laughs> <laughs> the best friend from school. Uh, the great comic relief. The guy in the chair. That's right. <laughs> so you got this great like kind of it it feels small but it's also getting bigger and they don't get into the ben uncle ben stuff at all yeah no no there's no mention of it at all which i don't know if they're gonna talk about that in the second one or not i kind of hope not i mean do you we, guys need to see ben we shot all know again? that we all know the backstory so it's like yeah it's one of the oldest it's like one of the more well-known plot uh you know devices of, of a character becoming a superhero mm-hmm. yeah he's bitten by the radioactive spider but even that's not talked about really i mean unless there's yeah. something, he's just spider-man <laughs> unless there's something in the vault to his beginning that we don't know kind of like with batman you know you've seen the michael keaton ones you know his parents were murdered blah 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 but you didn't know how he really kind of became a badass until you saw batman begins he goes and he trains with the league of shadows yeah so you get to kit all of that and it's like now it makes a little sense why he said that was a really why nice he's such touch a, you know why he's so bad you know yeah. he can kick butt it's like yeah he's the world's greatest detective but yeah he can also he's also a ninja yeah <laughs> in a bat suit yeah and so i don't want to get break down the whole story and all that like we used to do or we try to avoid that but you know like why was this movie 10 it it was a it was a nice surprise it felt fresh and it brought one of the main marvel characters into the MCU and yes. back to life in a good way. They re- they resuscitated the character, which you know is great. Uh, we're excited for a sequel that's coming, and you know, I, I, it's just a really fun movie. Like it doesn't, it's not too heavy. Mm-mm. Even when the stakes are high, like the great scene where Peter, we got to talk about that scene where Peter shows up at uh, the girl that he's taken to prom. Oh yeah, and you kind of forget because they had this like little montage where May's teaching him how to dance and all. You know, this is this like light little montage happens, and it comes to a screeching like stop when he opens a door, and boom, it's like you know Michael Keaton yeah. is her dad. Yeah, and he doesn't know that he's Spider Man until a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously, you starts know, putting the clues together. He puts it together in the car on the way up there, and you mm-hmm. had that great kind of scene where. Just like, hit them two in the car. The two of them alone in the car. You know, he's like, "Honey, why don't you go ahead and pop out of the car?" And I'm just gonna have a little guy talk. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have the dad talk. Yeah. And he, but in that great Michael Keaton kind of way, mm-hmm. and he just kind of reaches over with the gun. <laughs> but you know, it was cool because he was willing to kind of let it go. He was gonna let it go because you know you saved my daughter. It's like kind of that whole deal. Mm-hmm. Like the bad guy who would have maybe killed you, maybe not. Um, for interfering, meddling with his livelihood. He's like, um, you know what? Just be good to my daughter. Don't ever, don't ever try to get involved again. We'll just let this go. Of course he couldn't. <laughs> and they had the big scene at the end. And, um, so you had all these like great acting moments where you could let all the, you know, the actors have the, not the big, you know, stunts and extravaganza and all the stuff that's in that movie too. There's really cool scenes in there. But uh, let the actors actually air it out and, and make you know the characters real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I, I actually didn't go up. I, I saw it off on the ground. Yeah. Very lucky that he was there that day. Good old Spider-Man. Guys, is there anything else about Spider-Man that I'm leaving out? Uh, it was great to see Pepper and Happy 
return at the end of it. It was. Because yeah, we hadn't seen Pepper Potts. Since yeah, Iron Man's time. time. Well, Happy yeah. was in it for off and on part of the movie. Because he was kind of keeping oh, track yeah, of Peter. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. in, like, it throughout. But, yeah. Yeah, but Happy was kind of like the go-between between him and Tony. Tony yeah. yeah. And you really only saw Tony, like, well, there's the part in the ferry, the Long Island ferry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, bits and pieces. Like, he was just kind of, um, he was he was just... He was there just letting, enough. Letting him adjust to being Spider-Man with the suit. And uh, he kind of put Happy as the point man. But like with Pepper, though, like up to this point, you know, they just keep kind of mentioning her. Yeah, she like was kind you're of... You're almost thinking they're writing her out. Yeah, like she's in my A for Well, in story. Age of Ultron, they had that little scene, right? Yeah. Wasn't there like a little scene where... At the beginning, yes. Um, well, we know, we know, no, no, not Age of Ultron. No. She was in the first Avengers, but... She wasn't in. Uh, Age oh, of you know Ultron what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of the other actress who didn't want to be in the Marvel movies, Natalie Portman, and they kind of alluded to her. Yeah, she's done. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's not going to be in any more Thor movies. Um, but yeah, it was great to see Pepper. You know, let. I, I hate it. I hate it when we when we get when the curtain is sort of revealed and we start learning that actors don't want to be these characters. Yeah. And you know, like I hate that. You know, like the whole thing with Ben Affleck and Batman. Like I don't want to hear this stuff. Don't you want to be these characters? We want to hope you want to be these characters. Yeah. You signed on and committed to it. Be these characters, and I don't want to hear about the whiny stuff. The, you know, just and, and I, rub me the wrong way with her. And I guess they kind of like just let her out. But who knows? You know, she got a little older, maybe more mature, not so full of herself, and she was like back in again. Yeah. And I'm happy for it because I ha- I think Gwyneth Paltrow's fine. Oh yeah, she yeah she does a good job. Oh, I like him. She's she's a great actor and one other little tidbit. I like the dynamic between her and Rod Downey Jr. Let me say one other little tidbit on Homecoming. Uh, the one guy that's on the ferry boat with him, and then he's in the final scene after the credit with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I believe that guy's gonna be the Scorpion. Scorpion, yeah, because he's got a scorpion like tattooed yeah. on his face. Or yeah, something. he's the. I believe he's the Scorpion. So, so some more foreshadowing, right? And important scene that you're talking about. That uh, Michael Keaton had that opportunity to sell Peter out because he and knew he at this point he knows who he is, and he didn't, and he didn't. So like, what's up with that? Which kind of I think plays into the, the whole thing that he's a bad guy only because he kind of had to be, not or is he survival, just saving him for himself? Said, out I, of I don't survival. know. Yeah. So he's such an edgy, dynamic actor. You just never know with that guy. So mm-hmm. yeah. So Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, the um, the the voice in the spot, the the lady in the suit, Jennifer Connelly. It's yes. kind of like the Jarvis. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed uh, that. I thought that was cool. What was it? Friday? Is that Friday. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, so that, that was really neat because, you know, Peter had the suit with the, all the unlocked abilities and he's just trying to get comfortable with everything that he can do. And he kind of has this like little therapy, like person he can talk to also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the scenes where, you know. He, he's like locked in that warehouse or whatever. And so oh. he's just kind of like talking to the Keeping suit. him company. Yeah talking to him about girls just silly stuff so i like how the movie can go in and out of these like little scenes like that it's a superhero movie but then again here we are talking about oh the girl that i like at high school you know yeah it's it's not just it's it's right where it should have been and i'll be sad when he goes out of high school when he gets older and you know he he'll just be but then again i'll be excited to see when they do decide to bring him into the bugle and all of that I'll, I'll be excited about that too. I mean, there's a lot of stories they can go with there. Who will be J. Jonah Jameson? You know, like that's a great character for actors to want to play. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there, there's lots of possible. Like we, we know, we know where they can go, but they gave us things that we didn't know we wanted in this movie. And they, 
they, they, they, they went in so many different directions that I wasn't expecting. And it was just a great surprise. It's a so, movie. Yeah. All right. So move on to number nine, Jay. All right. Number nine is Guardians 2. Guardians 2, the much-anticipated sequel to the first movie, which, again, nobody knew they wanted, but it was a huge success. Oh, yeah, it was. Now, Guardians 2, uh, where, where did I have that, Jay, and then you and Nick? Okay. Uh, uh, you had it rather high. Uh, seventh place. For me? Yeah, I guess it's looking higher because I need to scroll. Yeah, I really like Guardians 2. Um, I had Guardians 2 at 12th. And I had it at 11th. And he, yeah, he had 11th. I like I put it so high because it um you have all the established characters that you know and love so well. So again, kind of like the Spider-Man Homecoming, you don't have to do any backstory, you can just sort of start having fun with everybody. And uh they kind of start diving deeper into the relationships between all the characters. I love the banter between um Mantis and uh what's his Drax. Drax. Drax yeah. yeah. I am hideous. You are horrifying to look at. Yes. What are you doing? Smiling. I hear it is the thing to do to make people like you. What if you do it like that? You don't have to believe in yourself. Because I believe in you. I never thought you'd be able to do it with as weak and skinny as she appears to be. <laughs> he's so dry. It's so literal with everything that he says. Uh, Batista is very good at that character. Da uh, Dave Batista? Yes. Is great as Drax. Yeah. Who, who would have known? Uh, former wrestler. Um, been in some stuff before these movies. Like he was in one of the Riddick movies. I know. Yep. Yeah. He Always did. plays a tough guy, but he's a tough guy with a heart. And it just his his timing, his comedic timing, is so good. Oh yeah, it's very good. I have famously huge turds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my kids' favorite lines. Oh, one of my favorite lines as well. But, you know, Guardians right off the bat, you know, they start out with Baby Groot and he's like dancing along and they're all trying to fight off that big monster. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, they're utilizing that soundtrack once again to great effect. Lots of great songs in volume two. Um, you get uh, the introduction. Well, like they bring in another great actor into the MCU with uh, Kurt Russell as Ego. And, you know, it's just so good. I like I love Kurt Russell. Actors like Kurt Russell. Michael Keaton, once, you know, top billing movie stars in the 80s and 90s who Hollywood's kind of forgotten about, they're bringing them in and they're just like killing it. Just, to, don't forget Sylvester Stallone was actually in this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was. And he was good too. You know, he wasn't too Sylvester Stallone. -y. Um, I got to talk about Yondu though. Yes. He was so good. And like, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> One of my favorite lines in any of the Marvel movies. And you didn't really know what to think about Yondu. Uh, through all, all throughout the first movie, you know, like he, he's 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 definitely pissed at Quill, you mm -hmm. know, but you don't know like the backstory. You start to learn more about what's going on. Like you you know now that Yondu was just the father figure that he needed because Ego wanted him, Quill, and uh, Yondu didn't want to do it because he he kind of knew, knew what, what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of knew what Ego's plan so was. Yondu was more or less his dad. And I love that line. He's like, uh, "Ego might be your father, but he ain't your daddy." Yeah, yeah. some line like, "Daddy, he ain't your daddy." And that great, you know, uh, what's that actor? Michael uh, Rooker. Michael Rooker. I love him. You know, he plays like this kind of redneck hard ass always, but with a heart, I suppose. <laughs> Is he cool? Hell yeah, he's cool. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. 
Yeah, but he, he was great. And there was the whole kind of like, you know, his crew, the, the like they, they kind of like uh, mutiny against him with taser face. <laughs> taser face. <laughs> there was that great, great, great scene. Oh, that was a good line. That too. whole sequence was awesome with, with Rocket. Yeah. And, you know, they get like Groot, you know, like once they're locked away, they're trying to like explain to, to Groot what they need to get out. And he keeps bringing them back all this, all this stuff, like a toe, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love that scene. So, you know, you got Yondu and, and Rocket and Groot, and, you know, they're, they're just going great. And the crew, they're, they're, I don't know what to think of. The, the crew is, like, one of them is uh, Peter Gunn's brother, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's awesome. And he's kind of, like, loyal to Yondu, but he also doesn't want to get flushed out into space either. Right. <laughs> so he's kind of the, yeah, like, not the whole crew's into this, but... Um, also, you had uh, Gamora and, um, oh, gosh, what's her name? Uh, her sister, Nebula. Yeah. Nebula. Nebula, thanks. Uh, you got more of that. You know, that kind of played out some more. And Mantis, you, you get introduced to Mantis. You get introduced to Mantis. Um, and, and she was just really there for comic relief, I feel like. Yeah. Which was very effective. Oh, yeah. Um, Drax and her. But, but, yeah, the Guardians get split up into two teams, more or less. They spend most of the movie apart. Mm-hmm. You know, which allows them to have these great dynamics. And you have the heart, you know, the scenes with Rocket and Yondu where like, you know, like the whole movie, there's this kind of storyline of, of Rocket misbehaving, pushing people away. And Yondu, of course, notices this and realizes what's going on. And they kind of have that little heart to heart. We're kind of one in the same type thing. Yeah. But now you had told me that uh, Ego was, uh, you would have maybe ranked volume two higher on your list, Jay, but you just didn't really care for Ego's character all that much. Well, the whole idea that he was a whole planet in Second of all, in the comics, that's not Peter's dad. Peter's dad is a character named Jason. Mm. So they went a total different direction with his dad. Now, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm more true to the comics. So that kind of... It's a good but movie. But you said you really like Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. I like Kurt playing Russell. Absolutely. Him. They, just... they just didn't want to go with the, the Jason character because he was... Uh, from what I remember reading, he was sort of kind of like this angelic type being. So, yeah. but that, you know, I, I don't know. The whole thing with Ego was actually, he was an entire planet. I just. Yeah. Just and his, like, his whole motivation was to, I guess, in to, to kind of spread himself out throughout the universe. Right, take over the galaxy. But. but what was great though, was when he finally revealed to Quill that, you know, he kind of let his mother die. He killed basically. He, he killed her just yeah. so that he would, could stop going back to earth. Cause he stuck the cancer in her. He stuck the cancer in her, and that was, whoa, man, that was tough. That's a tough scene. That was not yeah. something that Peter, like, uh, Chris Pratt, is he's awesome as Peter Quill. Mm-hmm. He's really oh, funny, yeah. and I've always known that about him from, like, Parks and Rec and shows like that. Like, he's a really funny guy. But he plays, like, this character with such, um, like, he's, he's he gets hot real fast. He's got a heart, you know. He's, he plays. He's good with the emotion. Yeah, he is. He's good. He's got good range, and, uh. When when um when that mo- when that scene happens when that moment happens like I felt his pain. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah dude. Is... You shouldn't have killed my mom and squished my Walkman. Yeah. That, that oh, yeah. scene was really powerful. Yeah. I loved that scene though. The music kind of starts low and it builds up, and by the time like he attacks him, you know it's like yeah hell yeah let's do this. And that's that's right about the time we see Mary Poppins right. 
<laughs> is he cool? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's cool. He's really cool, yeah. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> that was a great line. You know, that was the thing that kind of bothered me about the movie, though, is that, okay, he he really, he had these powers all along. He just didn't know how to he didn't use know them. That, yeah. And so here in this movie, he finally is able to, like, utilize these powers, but then they kill him, yeah. and they're taken away. Yeah, well, it turns out he's, like, a mortal, right? Uh, Apparently? I think so. I do if I remember correctly, yeah, I believe he's... Ha- he's like, more or less a god, because he's, he's the one son, because he fathered a lot of other... Like, all of them died, or something happened to them. Yeah, He's the only one that survived. Right, Gamora finds, like, that all boneyard yeah. or whatever. So he's the only one that he's worthy of, you know, Ego finally revealing his plan. And he, he needed, I guess, somebody else to, to go through. Like, he couldn't do it on his own. He needed another equal person to him to help with his grand plan, I guess. But you're right. It's like, okay, so he's got all these powers. He, he uses them. And, but I, he would just be too powerful, I guess, if he were, if he were to continue to have those powers throughout yeah. the... I mean, I get it. Yeah. But it's well, just... Yeah. Like, because he would be a threat to Thanos if he had yeah, all those exactly. powers. Uh, so, you know, they, whatever. I don't know how, like, crazy I was about that, uh, that, for, you know, like, part. But, yeah, there's there's just so many funny lines and scenes in that movie. Oh, yeah. Again, the music was great. There was that really cool scene where Yondu's, like, breaking out with Rocket, and they're playing, like, a song, and the, his little needle things flying oh, yeah. all over the, the arrow. It's just going yeah. everywhere. It's just yeah. going everywhere. That was a really cool scene. Yeah. There's there's never there there's always something happening in this movie. And I've watched it again. I've watched it a bunch of times since it came out, which for me is always a mark of a great movie. Mm-hmm. If I can watch it again and again and again, the stakes aren't too high. It's not too heavy. You know, one of the movies on our list that ranks really high, obviously. I don't I don't know how many times I'm gonna want to watch it though. Because it's so heavy. Mm, oh, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like, oh yeah, that movie was wonderful, but like, it's too heavy to watch at points. So this this movie though doesn't ever feel like that. It's kind of like it's kind of like Logan. Logan is hard to sit and watch. Yeah, over yeah, over you're right. I don't think I've watched Logan all the way through really since I saw it in theaters. And I thought, man, that was a great movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. But I just don't want to watch that. It's anymore. super heavy, like you said. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this movie, the stakes are kind of high, but they're kind of not. Ego feels like a cartoon character villain from the right. beginning anyway. Yeah. And for a good chunk of the movie, you're not he's not really threatening at all. So, I don't know. What are you going to what else can you say about that movie? It was a really it was a fun sequel. I, I feel like it lived up to the hype. Yeah. Which is going to be really hard to do. Oh yeah. And um, I don't know, can we can we kind of get into this whole discussion? I, I wasn't sure where I wanted to fit this in, but with uh, Peter Gunn the uh, the firing of from Disney letting Peter Gunn go yeah after some you know we can agree some pretty stupid things that he did going online ten, ten years, years ago. ago yeah right right keep you in know, mind it was ten years ago yeah and he was an adult when he did it too he wasn't like a kid or anything but he you know he he said a lot of things that like I know he regretted saying and they were never like malice like there was no malice i think he was just trying to say some off color stuff to make people laugh he was just trying to do some dark comedy and it yeah. just it was stupid it. yeah it was just dumb and you know um the word got out that it was out there and i don't want to get too deep into the the why it happened but somebody pointed it out after the fact uh peter gunn left it on his twitter account 10 years never deleted it 
Uh, Disney, uh, I have to believe they knew about this. They're probably going to vet their director pretty heavily, you know, and they uh, give him a project. You would think. So it wasn't a secret. It was out there. So, but at the first sign of trouble, Disney just yanked him. And they were right in the middle of this big Infinity War, Avengers 4. Guardians are figuring to factor pretty heavily. There's going to be a Guardians 3. It's supposed to start shooting in the beginning of 2019. Yeah, there's a script and everything. Right. So, you know, it was shocking that he just, out of nowhere, was gone. Yeah. It's like the news came, and then within hours, Disney was like, we're letting him go. But the thing about this time that didn't happen with, like, say, a Roseanne, you know, where these, I'm not comparing these two people i'm not because it's not the same thing that's what i don't get is because it seems like so many people are so many people are but i don't even see what the comparison could be but whereas the crew of roseanne immediately distanced themselves from her because she's kind of a shitty person yeah um everyone came to the defense of peter gunn yes his whole like all of the actors from the movie all these big name actors too like first day batista came out it seemed like Mm, chris pratt yeah and chris pratt and then more or less everybody stood behind him you know, like, like, look, uh, he's a different person. He's grown. You know, why are you doing this? Yeah, I mean, he, he made some distasteful jokes 10 years ago that, you know, nobody knew about till he upset someone because he said something bad about the president. Exactly. And they dug this up and, you know, in a way to kind of witch hunt him down. Yeah. And they succeeded. But Disney, they really did, yeah. They got exactly well, what they wanted. Disney needs to be the bigger person here. Go back and review this. They need to have some balls, things, man. Set things straight. Look at the like. Don't we're not okay. They don't need to have balls. That's not what I mean. They should have not reacted so fast. Right. You know. Think like. Think about it. Uh, you know. Have some discussions. I don't know. Stand by your guy. Well, especially as, since you've known his about his character all this time. Well, I read some. I saw something yesterday on online that said. Apparently, Marvel and Disney were in talks about James Gunn and, I guess, the possibilities of, like, maybe reversing this action because... Oh, James Gunn. I said Peter Gunn earlier. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was. I was thinking Peter Quill or so, something. So, like, <laughs> hopefully they will <laughs> fix this blurb that they've had because it's just, you know, it's just a well, bad move all it, the way around. It's kind of happened just almost as fast as they got rid of him. Now I feel like they're trying to backpedal into getting him back. Well, they're going to have to because, like you said, the cast the cast is basically threatening to walk out. Yeah. I mean, sure, people get recasted. I dare you to recast this film, get a new director, and have the success you've had. You won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marvel, Marvel, I understand, was trying to, like, they were trying to convince Disney. Kevin so. Feige, from what I read, was yeah. not happy with Disney's decision. Well, you're, you're really throwing a monkey so. wrench. I mean, yeah, there's the whole, like, you know, yeah, he was he's only human. He made a mistake. He's not saying anything that, like, you or I haven't said well, in mean, the privacy of our homes playing I mean, Cards if, Against if Humanity or something. Cards Against Humanity or something. There's all kinds of, like, off-color, dark, com- comedic, you know, material. I mean, you know. And that was his life ten years ago. I, I just don't see how you can be fired of something from ten years ago. That had nothing to do with your work. Yeah. But yeah. I, it, it it sucks, man. It sucks when a few people make a lot of noise and then they feel like they have to react to it and and because yeah. they, they're afraid of their, their precious bottom dollar. 
Well, I mean, if they're worried about their bottom dollar, they better hire him back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I remember reading a couple of days ago, it was like, well, you know, maybe Disney will like bring, you know, uh, James Gunn in for something else. Like maybe maybe they're not going to blacklist him. And uh, then the and then the actress came out and was like, if if you don't keep the script, we walk. Right. There was a big deal about that. And then that they were because they weren't going to keep the script. Right. And then they were like, okay, 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 we're keeping the script. And now almost like a day later, like you said, now they're yeah, kind I think of talking. They're they're they're, they're negotiating because, like I said, I think Kevin Feige was very unhappy with Disney for their decision because he was not even notified. He found out the same way all of us found out. At least that's what I read. Crazy. Now, maybe what I read is not true. I can believe it. I can believe like an, an emergency meeting happened with board members and shareholders. Right. And, you know, some somebody yeah. was like, "Oh crap, man, we got to fire this guy because we can't we can't have this." Disney needs to get off their high horse. I mean, you've already ruined Star Wars. Don't ruin Guardians too. <laughs> they didn't ruin Star Wars. I like Last Jedi. <laughs> Last Jedi. And speaking okay. of Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson went back and deleted a whole bunch of tweets. After this happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like thousands of tweets, evidently. Because they've handed them the keys to a whole other, like, you know, trilogy of movies. So yeah. he's like, holy crap, you know, like, I got to get back, get out there and delete anything that I've said in the past. <laughs> right, I mean, it's people use social media and say silly stuff. <laughs> they do. So, I mean, just. And part of me is like, I don't feel sorry for you because you're a grown man and you know better. And if you're, yeah. if you can't keep yourself from doing it, why don't you just get off social media altogether? Yeah. You don't have to be on there. Yeah, Jason's not on. Jason not is on not on social media. <laughs> Nick, grid, Nick's baby. barely on it. I'm, I'm on it more than I used to be, but off the grid. I, well, Jay's off the grid. And like I'm on it, but I just don't say anything on it really. No, I just yeah. like look at everybody else. Yeah, you know? yeah. You can laugh and like you know you're you're not gonna stick your neck out. Like maybe because, should... because it would embarrass your family and your you know it's it's just a common decency kind of thing. Right. And like I said, I'll, I'll say things behind closed doors with only the people that I know who know me have known me for years. That you're joking, you know, you're cutting up. Yeah. You know, it's not serious. People close to James Gunn, you know, he says those things. They don't, they're just like, ha ha ha, that's just James Gunn. He doesn't necessarily believe any of those things. He's just trying to make people laugh by making them uncomfortable. And that's just something that people do. Anyway. But anyway, I just wanted to talk about it. Hopefully, hopefully they'll do the right thing and then. You know, Guardians Three will come out with James Gunn. They'll quietly get him back in, and it's it'll just be a little blip, a little hiccup, and just, just something that happened for a couple of weeks. And now it's back everybody to makes mistakes. This yeah. isn't a horrible mistake. He didn't murder anybody. You know, <laughs> no. just, you know. He almost just murdered his career. That's all. Well, that's about it. <laughs> all right. So, uh, anything else about Guardians Volume Two? Hilarious, just fun good. movie. Yeah, good, fun. good, good time. It's a. Uh, it fits in so well with like their whole universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But speaking yeah. of a good time, let's move on to our next film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Jay, what's number eight? Number eight is one of my favorites. It would be Thor Ragnarok. This is a really funny yeah. movie, and too. And this movie yeah, was, was so funny. great. So different than any of the other Thor movies. Oh, yeah. And I like the other Thor movies fine. This is the culmination of Thor... Turn, going from kind of the prince of Asgard, yeah, to the king, like the guy with the stick up his ass, and like you know the big ego, and now he's over time gradually, and probably starting with the first Avengers movie, started developing this really funny sense of humor. 
And Loki might have a lot to do with that too. I'm not sure because yes. the way they play off one another. Yeah. Um, but Ragnarok is like the Thor movie to shine. Oh yeah. He he is. This is a comedy. This is a space well, comedy. Space buddy movie <clears throat> with him and the Hulk. Wasn't that great? Oh my god. When you saw that first teaser, and then you know he's like. Yeah, I work with him. Yeah, that's a friend from mine from work. <laughs> it was a great, great tease, and then you know we had all this time to think about the movie. Like, oh my god, this is gonna be Planet Hulk, which is another one of those yeah. like famous uh, storylines. And uh, you kind of got that in this, from yeah. what I understand. Like, I never, I don't, I've never read the Planet Hulk story. You got a little bit of it. You didn't get all of it. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty good. Do a Jeff Goldblumy thing. When he melted the dude. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's all, over me. Oh, it's all over my shoes. Who are you? I am the God of Thunder. Wow. Wow. I didn't hear any thunder, but out of your fingers, was that like sparkles? <laughs> He's. It's just like they just. You know, Korg is great. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Who's voiced by the director? Oh, was that who did that? Uh, yeah. yeah, he's the, the voice of Cord is the director. Well, before you want you get too involved, do you want to say? Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was just Thor. so excited about Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, who, yeah, where did it all rank between us? Okay, Ron, you had it ranked number eight. Okay. Uh, Nick, you had it at number ten. Okay. I, however, had it at number four. Ooh, four! Yeah. Wow, you it's really did there. like this movie a lot, Jay. Why did you love it so much? Uh, Put you on the spot. Is it the humor? Well, the humor. I've been, a, of course, I've been a giant Hulk fan since the days of Lou Ferrigno's TV show. Okay. So, Hulk done I feel like they're starting he, to like. He was done well. Yeah. Well, I think they're really starting to get it right finally. Oh yeah. You've got you know Mark Ruffalo is a great Bruce Man, Banner. Yeah. He's and then, he was finally starting to like talk and. Yes. The, yeah. Well, that in the whole, the way they've got him like the way he morphs into the Hulk and then he he still kind of looks like Mark Ruffalo just a little bit. Yeah, the effects are actually right. really well done, and, too. I mean, he looks so good, and like you said, he's talking now somewhat. He's not neon green. And he's funny. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know... Hulk more like burning fury. You're more like <laughs> smoldering. What was that like, line with Thor? Yeah, Hulk like remember. raging fire. <laughs> Thor like smoldering fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's really good. Um, but uh, the comedy, and it just... It was just a really good flick. I thought it was, you know, done really well. You had a bunch of, you know, new characters like Korg introduced. Uh, what was his little buddy's name? The little, like, cockroach-looking guy? Oh, oh yeah. I cannot oh. remember his name. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, you got him, too. And he's, you know. Hey, man. Hey, mate. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's, exactly. that's new Doug exactly. or whatever. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Doug. Was it Doug? No, 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 Doug. Doug, uh, was, Doug was like a guy who was, was who perished in another right, battle. That's, right. yeah. that's just what Doug used to say. He's new, Doug. <laughs> right. See you later, new Doug. You're right. Doug has. Doug. Oh no, Doug's dead. That's right. Everyone who fights the Grandmaster's champion perishes. That's exactly what Doug used to say. See you later, new Doug. But there was a, one thing I did notice in the movie. I don't know if you guys did, but when they were on, I guess, uh, what was that plane that they were on? Uh, I should know this. I don't remember. Well, anyway, that planet, when they're flying, they come in, you've got like the big, like, building. It's like a monument to these different, had these different, had the Hulk's face on it. And yeah. Somebody else yeah. had Beta Ray Bill's face on it, which is another Marvel character. That's one of those Easter egg yeah. comments that I, yeah. it went right over my yeah, head. Yeah, some, something I heard was there, but I. Yeah, it was Beta Ray Bill. It was, it was a sculpture of him. He must have not really, he, well, he didn't have any speaking lines. 
Korg's little buddy. So like, I, I just can't remember his name. I can't remember what it is either. His, 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 you know, in the, in the looking at IMDb and I'm just not seeing it. Right. I'm going to move on. Uh, but yeah, he was really great. Um, and the, the banter between Thor and Loki, like, you know, you actually this was see the him. movie where you, they kind of like made peace, right? Right. Exactly. That was really cool, like that scene in the elevator. But they were kinda... so, but they were funny, especially when Hulk, after he took Thor and kind of slammed him around, mm-hmm. he's like, "Now you know how it feels." <laughs> yeah, because of course in the Avengers there was a great scene, right? Puny God. Yeah, I kept wanting to say Mike, but I kept thinking like, "Is it Mike?" It is Mike, but it's spelled like M I E K. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, for Meek, some, it, it's Meek. 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 Is that how it's pronounced? It's yes, that's because yeah, because I kept thinking like Mike. Yeah, because he's got like these little like blades, you know, like on his arms. Yeah, it's Meek. Meek. Okay. But he didn't speak. So, you know, he was just kind of his little silent. He was the silent Bob to Korg's J. Yeah, it was good, though. It was it was just the whole way around. And um, the villain, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, yeah. She was, oh, yeah. She was fantastic. Yes. She was, that's surprising when she yes. came out. I and mean, she looked f- so phenomenal in yeah, that like costume. The very first scene, like on Earth, wow. where she came, like walking in. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they had just seen Odin and he disappeared. And she just, that's where she meets him before they teleport off to whatever. Yeah, yeah. she was. She, she came strutting in with all that confidence, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she, yeah. she kind of owned that part really well. Yeah, and Kate Blanchett's a really good actor. Again, yeah. great actors, you know, embracing the characters. Because, you know, they got the Kevin Feige's to kind of, like, like coach them. Right. It's like, this is what this character would say. This is what they wouldn't say, you know? Like, he's he's given it that authenticity that the movie's never had in the past. But, uh, yeah, she was great. Hella? Was Hella, yeah. 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 Got she, and she yeah. came down and she just, like, murdered everybody. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know? She, yeah. she did. She was very she powerful. shattered his hammer. Yeah, right yeah. off the bat. Thor's without his hammer. <sighs> Yulner, Yul, Yul, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> I still have not figured out how to pronounce that. I don't know either, but yeah, Bijo- so Bjorn or Mi- I know it's not. I don't know. That's like how I say Bjorn for Bjorn. Or yeah, I don't know. I don't. I know it's not. Yeah, I want to say it's like Mjol, Mjoln or something. I don't know. Meow, meow, Molnir, Molnir or something like that. Valkyrie was a really cool character. You know, she kind of comes out like this drunken former badass Valkyrie, the last Valkyrie. Uh, she's just sort of working for the Grandmaster now, picking up trash and bringing it back to him so they could fight. Right. Um, but all the, all those things are great points. And, and, you know, it's just a funny movie. It's on Netflix. You guys can go watch it. I've watched it a couple times on Netflix already. Well, it's just kind of a feel-good buddy movie. It was. It was the buddy movie. Um, I, I loved I loved the dynamic of Thor and, and, and Hulk. It was just, it's perfect. It's really, really good. Anything else we can add about uh, Thor Ragnarok? Mm-hmm. The, again, stakes not super high. They're just trying to get off the planet, and well, I mean, stakes well, the work planet kind of high. If you yeah, they work kind of high now that I think about it. it. <laughs> was the end of you know? Yeah, uh, they destroyed a, a whole like planet or whatever home world or was it just? Well, it wasn't the planet. It was just like the city. Well, I mean, they destroyed all of. Uh... Asgard. Uh, Asgard. Asgard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Asgard That's what I was got completely to destroyed. Asgard yeah. got blown off the map by that big, you know, fiery guy. <laughs> Forget his name. Oh, oh. and uh, was it in this one that, uh, uh, what, uh, what's his name? Heim- Heimdall? Did he die in this no, one? No, 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 no. no, no. That was That's it. Down the road. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, yeah. I, f- I forgot too. There was that really cool scene with uh, well, Doctor th- Strange. 
when that Thor was, goes yeah. to visit Doctor Strange. Yeah. And there's those great scenes yes, where he's just kind of like disorienting him right. constantly by like dropping him and then like walking over. and, and Well, he yeah. kept filling up his beer mug like. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah. It's like, would you like some tea or something? And he's like, I don't drink tea. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's got this gigantic thing of mug, like mug of beer and he just keeps filling it. So, and I love the part too when they're kind of done with their conversation and then Loki's like, I have been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> so, so awesome. So, yeah, that was a great, great movie. I, I liked, um, again, great Marvel. You know, I say it again and again. They use their characters so effectively and they just kind of come in and out of the movies. Good action, great comedy. All these movies line. just feel like one big movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's truly, it's the way it goes. I would say this one felt closer to being a Guardians movie than anything else they did. It done. did have a Guardian in touch. And I was going to mention, too, like the director of this movie, there, there were people that were saying that who, and I can't think of his name. Let's see. Try to get it. Uh, Takey, Taka? I, I'm sorry, I can't say it. Where is it at there? Uh, Taiki? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, he's. Taika? Yeah, he's Taika. Yeah, maybe he's new to me, but he he kind of had that kind of tone that this in the Guardians movie. Yeah, and you were gonna lose that tone if there was no James Gunn in the future. He might might come the closest to replicating that tone. Hopefully, we don't have to worry about that. Okay, guys, anything else? I, I don't want to move. On. I don't want to move on too fast, Jay, since this was so high for you. Um, I guess the only, you know, I guess the heaviest part of the movie is probably the extra credit scene. Because it's about to hit the fan. Is is it that the one where? Let's see. What what was the? They're going. That was Thanos' ship. Yeah, they run oh, head on yeah, into Thanos' yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's, it, yeah. it picks right up from there and the yeah, Infinity War. exactly. Infinity War picks up right for that point. So where a whole like race of of people more or less just gets slaughtered right there. So basically, but yeah, very good movie. I could watch that movie. You're right. It's over. such a light movie, and then at the very end, yeah, it kind of gets dark. Quick. It reminds you that things about to get real. So. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It, it, and I don't have to watch that extra scene if I don't want to. <laughs> there was another scene too, right? They always have like a fun. Well, it was the Grandmaster, I think. Like had a little scene at the end of that. Yeah, there's something with the Grandmaster. I can't remember what that was though. I, I want to say like he was kind of he found himself out of his palace and was like. Oh yeah, that's right. And he was out amongst the people. Wasn't yeah, he? he was out amongst the people. Yeah. I, I really love Jeff Goldblum. He's so great. All right, guys. I'm gonna go ahead and put a pin in this here. I'd mentioned earlier in the episode that this will, in fact, be a two-part episode. Mm-hmm. So I would like to just go ahead and stop right here. Seems like a good point uh, to you know put a pin in it. We'll we'll be back next week with the conclusion. We have a YouTube channel for those of you out there who only listen to us in podcast audio form. We do have a video channel that you can watch us. I try to put a little effort into you know editing the videos. They're a little more visually appealing. You can see us interacting with each other. And I really think that it's a, a really cool medium. You can see us, which is always more enjoyable. YouTube.com slash BitGeek. But I understand that most of you don't have a lot of time to sit in front of a computer. You want to just listen to us like while you're at work or in the commute. You could find us easily in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, just pretty much anybody that you listen to your iPod, you know, your, your episodes. You could search for us and subscribe, and whenever a new episode drops on Thursdays, which is when we try to get the new episodes out, you'll just automatically get a notification that a new show's ready for you. Um, you can also follow us on our Facebook page that Nick usually maintains. That's um, The page is The Bit Geeks. Nick does a good job maintaining that. Uploads pictures, puts nice, nice little galleries together. You know, He does a better job at doing that stuff than I do. 
And uh, that's just for the benefit of the people who listen but, and don't watch because we will have visual cues. You can't really appreciate that if you're listening. So Nick will go out there if, there, if there's a need for it. I don't know if this particular show is going to have a need for it. Um, you could follow us on social media except for Jay, who's off the grid. <laughs> Send me a smoke signal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can actually you can follow me personally. Uh, I'm at Ron Avis. And Nick's at Nicholas J. Wright. Uh, we also have a we actually have a Twitter uh, page for the show now for the at the BitGeek. Oh wait, yeah, at the BitGeek podcast. That's where you can find us on Twitter. Check that out. Follow us there. I'll notify you guys of when a new show is going to drop or not. Um, sometimes we we can't get in we can't get in and record so. I'll let you guys know if we're not going to be on that week. But that's pretty much all we have for this week. I've been your host, Ron Avis. I'm Nick Wright. And I'm Jason Bergwell. See you next week. Not worthy. My friends, you have my word. I am mighty. Oh, I've heard. Thank you. We're not finished yet. I accept your surrender. No disrespect. Team Thor. I swear. My father. Oh, that power. I thought you'd head harder. I'm impressed. You think this is funny? Be my guest. Not worthy. Put that hammer down. Oh.